welcome to another episode of the One Wednesday podcast with me, Bill Yates, from the One Summit. Now, after our brief interlude into an SD1 rollout case study last week, we're back onto the topic that everybody's talking about the adjustments and, in some cases, total overhauls that enterprises need to make to allow their staff to work remotely. Now, our guest this week will look at the topic from a slightly different angle what this means for good old MPLS. As companies around the world start to settle into remote working, there's a chance that this could make existing on-premises MPLS networks redundant if fewer people are in the office to get onto them. What does this mean in the short term for enterprises? And what might the effects be on SD-WAN adoption in the medium and long term? This is what we're going to discuss with our guest today. So, Sander Barnes, Chief Commercial Officer of Xperio, welcome to WAN Wednesdays. Thank you, Bill. And thank you for, uh, for inviting me for today's podcast. It's a pleasure to have you on here. Now, I saw an update on the Xperio LinkedIn page the other day, which was a picture of an awful lot of your team members on a very big conference call. So I gather you've got the uh, remote working into swing now. How have you, how have you found it for, uh, for Xperio staff? The, um, yeah, home working already was something that, uh, that we could do you know, as Xperio uh, as part of our uh, day-to-day activities. You don't always have to come to the office. So for us, uh, having to work from home with, uh, with, with all the staff was a very natural thing to do. Uh, yes, you miss the, uh, the human-to-human interface, but uh, with the video conferencing that we're, that, that we're doing, uh, instead of just voice, we make sure that everybody turns their videos on uh, so that you can still look each other into the eyes. But uh, uh, apart from, uh, from the chat at, uh, in the kitchen at, uh, at the coffee machine, uh, yeah, it's almost been business as usual for us. Well, I'm glad to hear it. it sounds pretty similar to what we've got going on over at the WAN Summit. Now, you, Sander, you've come on to WAN Wednesday today to discuss MPLS, and there's a lot said about it and how enterprises use it within their network management setup. And to be honest, you do hear fairly often that its use could be declining, albeit slowly, or that it could become something of a niche option in the connection mix. However, from our point of view at the WAN Summit and what we see from talking to people there, the move towards SD-WAN could be quite slow. So when we asked our audience at the WAN Summit London last October, um, we found that 68% of the enterprises we asked said they plan to continue with MPLS use in some capacity for at least a year. I mean, of course, this was before the current situation, but we think that number still probably holds. And um, to add to that, our friends uh, over at Telegeography, who also co-organized the WAN Summit, have found the same thing globally in their excellent WAN manager survey, where they found that 40% of their enterprises are running MPLS in some way at 90% of their sites. Now, from your point of view, from the clients Xperio deals with on a day-to-day basis, what role does MPLS play in their network management mix? Yeah, MPLS as a technology you know, has been the, the primary and the dominant technology for wide area networking for the last, let's say, about 20 years or so. And um, you know, so now you are presented as an enterprise, as an IT network manager uh, with the choice, you know, how do I keep my, my, my wide area network environment current in order to deal with, uh, with the new uh, uh, requests that we're getting from our customers? And, and how can I also work with a, uh, with a workforce uh, that we just talked about earlier that no longer only sits at offices, but effectively should be able to work from almost anywhere? Uh, and uh, you know, so prior to the current situation with COVID, you know, the, uh, we saw that uh, most of the customers or the prospects that are coming to us, they have an existing MPLS environment you know, that is still supporting uh, the vast majority of their applications. But uh, they're also all on some sort of a digital transformation journey. 
uh, their customers are asking different ways on how to work with them, and the, the majority of that is driven through some sort of internet connectivity. Uh, there are the adoption of cloud applications, clearly, huh, that's there. It's not a question of if, it's a question of when. And uh, So you see that the adoption of internet access already in parallel with uh, MPLS is actually quite high, but, yeah, but MPLS is not, then not migrated away. So by the time that we start talking to, uh, uh, to prospects who are thinking about further uh, uh, adopting uh, internet-based wide area networking combined with SD-WAN as part of their uh, connectivity needs, you know, we, we usually start that discussion uh, uh, talking about what you call a hybrid network and whereby you leave MPLS in place for uh, some of the core sites, uh, but you start migrating uh, uh, primarily the, the brand sites uh, towards an SD-WAN environment, and for some sites you might even run a dual, uh, so a few hybrid setup. What we've seen with some of the early adopters, uh, and nobody's coming from a full green field, uh, so everybody has an existing network. Uh, we, we always start in a hybrid net, uh, setup, helping the customers to you know, run those two networks. In the majority of the cases, though, you see that the flexibility and agility that SD-WAN gives you, as well as the understanding that you can build up of your user experience, so how are they working with the applications that you need to run uh, as a business with SD-WAN is so much more advanced than what they can have with, uh, with the MPLS. Against typically a better cost position. So what we've seen over uh, the last few years is that with the early adapters towards SD-WAN, yes, they started in a hybrid scenario, but they ended up going to a full SD-WAN setup. Okay, so um, with that in mind, um, would you say that the current situation is accelerating that? Because we've seen that, you know, there's quite a few memes on the internet around this topic that you can have as many focus groups as you want with an enterprise. You can have steering committees, you can pitch to your stakeholders, you can have millions of project roadmaps. But at the end of the day, the most effective driver of a lot of network transformation and digital transformation is a virus. So, I mean, have you seen this kind of on the ground within your existing and new clients? Or is it something that actually doesn't have that much of an effect on the long-term path towards change? I do think it will have an effect, but I think the, the, the immediate action that enterprises are taking today is stability and, and business continuity. The, uh, uh, you have to deal with the new situation. Uh, you, uh, most of your staff is now working from home and need to access the applications through the Internet. Uh, you're now not going to roll out whole new environments in, in, order to, in order to support that. So it's pro primarily stability of the existing environment and, and enabling uh, home working uh, to access your applications. And I think that is really the primary uh, topic uh, that, that, that most IT network managers are, are, are dealing with today uh, to really stabilize the existing setup. However, that does trigger the question, you know, now that we're scrambling in order to get that stability going, you know, what should be my future development in order to, to, to have that uh, business continuity, uh, as well as uh, you know, offer still the, the, the quality and the insight of, uh, of the network and the users that, uh, that they require. So on the medium to longer term, once COVID kind of uh, has settled down and, and, and the world can uh, pick up a business as usual again, um, well, we do think that uh, network managers, architects are going to look again at the existing infrastructure and think about how they can uh, change that, adopt it to an environment that can support you know, situations like this in a much more agile way. Do you see that 
that thinking is currently within the network manager community? Are they finding the time to think about what this means for mid and long term within the short term panic? The, um, well, for us, it's a bit, a bit of a, bit, a mixed bag. So with some of our existing customers, and again, you will be an Xperia customer yeah, if you start to adopt uh, internet as part of your wide area network infrastructure. Uh, we've, uh, we've, we've seen customers that asked us for help in order to get uh, more capacity going for their major help site in order to deal with the increased capacity use because of all the remote workers or uh, ask us for a temporary uh, additional bandwidth for maybe even uh, home workers or, uh, to make sure that the application environment stays stable and they can continue to work. Um, Whole network migrations today, no, that's not top of mind. Uh, it's, people are really looking at stability and being able to deal with the current situation. So it's not cancelled, but it is postponed until you know, people have time again to, to focus on it. Yeah. I think that's understandable at this at this point of view. Sorry. Um, so you, you're talking about there's, uh, there's a mixture between this short term and then there's long term. Um, what do you think... That of the changes that some enterprises are making that could be quick fixes, do you see some of these actually lasting into the long term and this is just a catalyst for bringing them in maybe earlier than than they would have done? Yeah, I think there's the possibility of this catalyst effect uh, with, uh, with the experience that people are building up now and forced because of the COVID-19 situation. Uh, one of the realizations is, is that uh, the internet is not one big vanilla cloud. And there are many different networks that all work with each other. And yeah, so one of our customers asked us, well, I've got 1,500 people working from home today. And they're all on consumer-grade Internet access. But uh, what we're actually experiencing is, is that you know, the, the, the corporate applications, uh, whether that is hosted within a maybe a private environment or, or out there in the cloud, is not giving them the performance that they need. And, uh, and that kind of stipulates also that yeah, there are many different versions of Internet. So as a... Uh, IT manager, huh? you're really going to have to think about, all right, so I don't need just internet connectivity, but it has to be fit for purpose. And to, to understand that, you need to understand your application environment uh, and how uh, and how your users are actually accessing those applications. The bandwidth is another thing. Uh, I think rather than fixing your bandwidth to, uh, to, to a fixed amount, you're probably going to you know, see, and we see this, those requests already, that bearer sizes or exercises actually have a, a much larger capability than maybe the, uh, the amount of capacity that they need to run their day-to-day businesses. And you want to be able to upscale that very quickly in case of you know, a disaster recovery scenario or, or BC in business continuity plan. Yeah, well, that's that's where um, in, improved either network transformation and you know software definition across the whole network is going to help. Um, Greg Bryan from Telegeography, who was the first ever WAN Wednesday guest, was actually saying something similar in his podcast where he mentioned that their IT managers can control all the controllables from their point of view, but then they can't. There's even things like the their home workers' router quality, for example, that they can't do anything about. So, from your point of view, do you? What do you think a network manager or an IT manager can realistically be, be doing to bring as many of these variables under their control as possible? Yeah, I think the biggest challenge today for an IT manager is to actually have that insight and so that you have uh, something like a dashboard where you can truly understand what the, what the user experience is. Uh, uh, yes, there are many uh, dashboards available today. 
but I either give you just insight into the yeah the, the mechanics of, of the of the connectivity component, be that MPLS or internet, it doesn't matter. But you're you're looking at things like latency and packet loss, or you're looking at it from an overlay perspective huh, within the SD-WAN environment, where you can see uh, what uh, what the performance is uh, from an SD-WAN perspective. A user experience, however, is kind of the combination of both, right? The uh, the, the access to the cloud secured maybe by SD-WAN. Uh, is uh, the performance of that is, is, is driven primarily by by the underlying connectivity component. So, uh, what a lot of IT managers are missing today is having that view across the entire spec of uh, technologies that make up the entire wide area network solution. The um, uh, you can't always control the the the, the user connectivity. Uh, look at your customers; uh, they will be connected to the internet in some way or form that you don't control. As a, as a partner supplier, but also your own staff when they work from home. Clearly, you don't control what ISPs they've chosen you know, to, for, the, for their home connectivity. So as an IT manager, what you uh, can consider is how can I get my core infrastructure where all my applications are hosted, maybe uh, out in the cloud or, or again in private DCs. How can I get that connected in such a way that I uh, uh, minimize the dependency of the user's connectivity, uh, but, but simply can deal with a lot of that uh, from, from, from a centralized per, uh, perspective? And there are technologies out there that, that can really help by building up that infrastructure uh, that makes you less dependent on, on BGP uh, and, uh, and the remote access, but really can make sure that your application environment supports the best possible uh, user experience regardless of the endpoint connectivity. So moving from the network manager's point of view to a general kind of industry-wide view of the situation, um, how have you seen the market in general reacting to this? Um, I know Xperia, you are, you, you, and, you know, you're not from, from the carrier background, so you, you kind of, SD-WAN kind of specialist almost. Um, so, how have you seen the the industry in general kind of reacting to these to the new necessities that this situation is bringing are, are, are contract terms changing are offerings to the market changing is there anything that a network manager might need to be aware of now that was not the case before all this started the um, yeah i think carriers are more open uh, to to support with shorter term commitments uh, you might need a lot of additional capacity today but again, you don't want to commit yourself for 12 or 24 months to that additional capacity. Uh, and that kind of relates back to what I said earlier, that as an IT manager, you want to have that flexibility, you know, that, that almost pay as you go, you know, for, for especially the capacity on your core sites. Uh, so I see that, yeah, that, 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 that carriers are more flexible in, in, in the terms regarding you know, for, for, for those type of locations. The other thing that, I'm, uh, that, that we're seeing that is coming out of the enterprise and the carriers are also asking us to support is, is for, uh, for temporary flexible connectivity. Uh, and then you need to think about uh, uh, 4G LTE type, uh, type of capacity, which is very flexible to deploy. Uh, effectively, it is, uh, it is a router with SIM cards uh, that, uh, that you can use there where you need it at that moment in time. And uh, so those are also requests uh, that we're getting now. Uh, and this is really to, to, to add more capacity or to improve uh, a, a user experience by 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 yeah changing the type of connectivity that they have today. So uh, other than this, are there are there other specific ways in which you are you guys over at Xperia are helping your clients to meet the challenges that they're facing at the moment? Well, the, the biggest challenge is 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 
stability and uh, continuity. So uh, we we making sure that uh, that we're on top of everything, we're monitoring uh, everything with even more uh, scrutiny than than we ever do before, uh, so that they really don't need to work or uh, need to worry about that core part of the uh, of what we deliver to them, uh, because they've got enough other things to worry about. Uh, helping out with with with, with temporary solutions uh, again, uh, you are limited to what the infrastructures can provide. Uh, the one challenge that uh, uh, that you have is uh, uh, because a lot of countries are on lockdown today. Adding uh, additional fiber capacity can only be done if the existing fiber has enough capacity to be upgraded. And once you need to start sending engineers on site or maybe even. Uh, uh, deploy a new fiber, uh, all of that cannot be done today because those countries are on lockdown uh, and you can't start uh, organizing site visits. So there are some limitations to what you can do. Uh, This is why we're really looking at uh, a very flexible and mobile type of solutions in uh, in order to help out there where we can. Uh, and, And yes, in terms of contract terms, I think it, uh, 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 try to be as flexible as you can because you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's a global situation and, and nobody understands how long this is going to take. Well, that's certainly the case. It's probably something almost unprecedented for our industry. Now, Sander, my final question is that on WAN Wednesdays, we like to ask a weird WAN Wednesdays question, which is sure. one question totally unrelated to MPLS, network management, or anything to do with the WAN. So okay. my question, my final question to you is this. Which food could you throw the furthest and why? Um, which food can I throw the furthest? I think that will be uh, kind of a, uh, uh, probably an orange. Yeah, it's got a great shape and some weight to it. Uh, and I think uh, that will probably go the furthest. That's, that's a solid choice. I think we can, uh, think we can accept that. So okay. um, with, with that being said, Sander Barons, thank you very much for your time and coming on WAN Wednesday. It's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. And we will be back with another episode next Wednesday. So keep an eye out for that when we announce the guest in the next couple of days. So thank you very much, Sander, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Bill. It's been great. Thanks. 